Hello everyone and welcome to a wonderful new thing we are going to do over here at Speculate. Because we're not working on any series right now, us strange friends. So we decided we'd treat you all with a couple of one-shots. And the thing that we decided that we'll do for you on this wonderful month is... We're presently going to play a one-shot of Boy Problems by Colin Cummings. It's very, very cool. You should check the thing out if you've never seen the thing before. I'm here with my lovely strange friends, as always, about to get into some trouble. But without further ado... I would like to get into all of the lovely things that all of these cool people are about to do. So I will ask all of these lovely people to please introduce themselves to all of the lovely people in chat by telling everyone who you are and what you do, but not who you're playing just yet. Starting with Mike. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. I write as Michael R. Underwood. I am one of the three co-hosts of Speculate, along with Brandon and Gregory A. Wilson, a.k.a. Arvin Elleron, who hosts the channel that you're watching this on. I... Last year, reissued my debut geeky urban fantasy series, which uh, starts with the book Geekmancy. You can find those wherever good and or good neutral and or evil books are sold. There are three novels and a novella, so there's a bunch of very fun stuff there for you to enjoy if you like. Uh, and I also do a variety of other things. You can find me on Twitter at Mike R. Underwood. They, he pronouns for me. That's it. Next, Valerie. Hello, friends. I am Valerie Valdez. She, her pronouns. I am the author of the Chilling Effect trilogy and the forthcoming Where Peace is Lost, which is a planetary romance space fantasy book with uh, swords and robots and swamps and forests and lots of fun times. So you check that out. Next, Yoi. Hello, hello. Yoi Gawain Lynn, game and fiction writer. I am, unless not working on anything particularly majestic or upcoming like my predecessors or my successor who will be introducing themselves quite soon but uh they he pronouns for me and i shall hopefully get up to some excellent hijinks this evening and last but not least iori iori kusano i'm one of those they thens my debut novella hybrid heart will be out on 28th march from neon hemlock that can be pre-ordered right now in print and ebook on the Neon and Hemlock website, and after release will be available on Amazon and other things, I think, I hope. I try not to think about the marketing. That's for the publisher. I'm just here to make things. I am required by corporate policy and the FTC to remind you all that I am a wizard of the coast. Don't at me about it. I have no secret sorceries to share with you. Let's play some games. Indeed. And as for me, I am your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien. Pronouns he, him, or they, them. Uh, I am a writer, poet, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago, and one of the co-hosts of Speculate alongside Mike and Greg. My debut poetry collection, Can You Sign My Tentacle, won last year's Elgin Award, and it's very, very cool, so you should definitely check that thing out. But for now... We're about to get into some boy problems. So, the scene starts in a city much like any other city in any other part of the world. It is the present day and the present time, except things are more or less a great deal better than they would have been. Hard light technology has made it so that wonderful 
accessible technologies that were once not within our grasp have now been very easy for us to access, uh, including but not limited to the very strange and surreal ability to change the physical properties of inwardly confined space and produce all manner of new revolutionary engineering and green energy technologies that have made living in the world simultaneously easier and cleaner and unnecessarily expensive. But for most people, no one has ever noticed. What everyone seems to have noticed, however, is that Canadian pop sensation Carly Rae Jepsen has not been seen since September of 2022. The So Nice tour was supposed to start in mid-September, and thousands of people showed up to a concert stage uh, in the middle of the United States to meet no lights, no sound, and no answers from anyone present. They said that they saw Carly when they arrived, when they set up, they did sound tests and everything. And then Carly Rae Jepsen told a stagehand that she was going to step outside to buy a bottle of water, even though she could have gotten one backstage. And then no one saw her since. And that's very weird. And it's now February of 2023. And it's obviously much weirder still. And the thing is that when a music sensation disappears off the face of the earth for more than six months, all of their fans become so much more intense. Thousands of people are on the internet speculating all kinds of weird stuff. She's been abducted by aliens, or she's hunting aliens, or she just needed to briefly have a conversation with Tupac elsewhere in Cuba about some top-secret information before returning, or there is a new album. And the new album is particularly intriguing to a lot of people, obviously, because they know that there are hundreds of songs waiting in a vault somewhere already, and now people are even more excited to hear more about what's on those songs. Because maybe there's a clue there somewhere about what that album will sound like, or more importantly, about where Carly is. The four of you, at totally different places, at totally different times, find yourself tagged in a private DM in a forum dedicated only to the loneliest time. Not all of her catalog, just the, just the loneliest time. You get it from a user that is so anonymous that it is just a string of letters and numbers. A user that seems to have been subscribed to the site since 2016, which is impossible because this album came out only when? A, a couple of years ago? This is kind of weird. But this person knows you by name and asked you by name to go to a coffee shop in Alberta, Canada and wait for further instructions. It is now a brisk Tuesday morning as you all slowly walk into the 
singular glass door of this coffee shop, hoping to see something or someone that will clarify why you are here. Mike, your character gets here first. Who are you? So into the the coffee shop steps someone who is almost too saturated in color. There are colors that can exist on the internet that can't be registered by most human eyes. And somehow, this person's clothing is of one of those colors. A pink so intense uh, that it feels like it's coming to you from a glowing screen. So this person is wearing a like a, a slightly large but stylishly so uh, pink blazer over a pink bodysuit with pink boots and pink like knuckle duster gloves and has like luxurious, very thick, straight pink hair and like big blocky, like 80s, almost Miami Vice sunglasses in the same pink and then somewhat pale uh, skin behind that. This this person might you might imagine as like what if a synthwave YouTube playlist character from like the YouTube playlist cover art stepped out into the world, which is what they did. This is Glitch, who didn't exist nine months ago, but has existed as a person out in the world in the last several months and knows of Carly Rae Jepsen because people in the comments talk about her. She is nearly a myth to Glitch. Uh, Glitch uses any pronouns, comes in, orders uh, black coffee, two sugars, and sits in the corner. Just to qualify, are any of Carly Rae Jepsen's songs part of your corporeal construction? Is it funnier if, there, if, the, if the answer is yes or no? And I'm not sure. <laughs> there is comedy in either one, to be perfectly fair. Like, it would be emotion. There is a kind of emotional hostility if the only song, if the only song that is a part of you is like, uh, Julian or LA Hallucinations. I think, I think we should come back to me on that. Noted. You sit, no one else is here. It's like 10 in the morning. It might be because it's snowing outside. So maybe it's just nobody's paying attention. Or nobody's like walking the street in this weather. But it's just you and one guy behind the counter. And then someone else walks in. Valerie, describe your character. My character walks in and is not super noticeable as a rule. She's She's got sort of ash blonde hair it's pinned up in a bun wearing just subtle makeup a gray blazer over a navy like wraparound dress pantyhose uh you know slightly higher heels than might be appropriate for an office setting but nothing too outrageous and that's it just strolls in like she's supposed to be there do you sit i do the guy at the counter steps out, steps away, steps towards you. Uh, hi, good morning. Would you like anything to eat or drink? Uh, yeah. Can I get a um, sparkling water with a slice of lemon, please? No straw. Sparkling water, yes. 
Lemonola? Okay, then. Let me see what I can do. Uh, he he looks at you very quizzically and then steps all the way back into the kitchen. And then someone else enters. Yoi, describe your character. So, something walks in that looks like if a night, a full night, of extremely bad decisions had coalesced into a person. And the result of this person was a very, very terrible hangover in the morning, coupled with the most amazing afterglow. This is the person that walks in. It is not entirely clear whether this person is a robot that has had meat slapped on, or if it's a person who has been so extensively modded that they only have some meat left. This is the person who comes in. Okay. You see only other do you see only two other people in the coffee shop and you don't see any staff? What's the first thing that you do when you get in? I reach over the counter and turn on the faucet and pour myself a glass of water that I then pour down my front and then I join them at the table. Okay. And then finally, Yori, your character arrives. Something approximately four feet tall from the top of the skull down in full motorcycle leathers enters the coffee shop. They are still wearing a helmet. The helmet has pointed ears, which... Add, oh, another eight to ten inches of height. So, accounting for ears, this person is just shy of five feet. Kithrit Cold goes to the counter, sees that there's no one there, and looks for a bell. Is there a bell there is on no the counter? Bell. There is no bell on the counter. On Kithrit the counter, Cold. there is. Kithrit Cold knows human etiquette. Kithrit Cold has studied. So, they raise their voice through their helmets, and shout, Excuse me? Excuse me? Could I get a tall black coffee with a shot of blueberry syrup? The guy at the counter comes back from the kitchen and goes, Yeah, you can... Wait, what? With you want coffee, what the... one pump blueberry. Okay. Okay. Weird, what? Oh, okay. Um. Steps back in the kitchen very briefly. Comes back out with a tall glass of sparkling water, like a highball glass of sparkling water, and places it in front of your character. And then comes back to you, uh, Catherine, and is looking at you. You have a. Mo- you still have your motorcycle helmet on, and it, and yes. This guy is gazing at the reflection of his face in your helmet and yes. going, Are you okay? I am very well on this beautiful morning. Thank you for asking. How are you? Kethrick knows that it is polite to return the question. <laughs> his eyes widen and he goes, Yeah, I'm good. And then he looks at the other three people in this in the room and goes, "Yeah, this had to be for y'all, right? Hold on." 
and steps back into the kitchen. He comes back out of the kitchen with a tablet and places it on the table in front of the three of you. Kithrick, you, you are free to join if you if you wish. Uh, the, I will take else my coffee and join everyone at the table. A little hatch opens at the mouth of the helmet, and Kithrick starts drinking their hot, tall black coffee through a straw. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's the only way you can do that. And Glitch might not be able to know for sure because the hel- my motorcycle helmet is reflective, but Glitch may feel Kithrick's eyes on them because Kithrick can see shrimp colors. That outfit is not fully saturated hid pinks. That cult- that outfit has some extra colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the tablet that is resting on the table in front of all four of you, there is just one video file on the on the screen with the text announcement as its title. I tap the screen. You open the video and it brings up this it brings up a shot of the most claustrophobic apartment you've ever seen in your life. Lit with like sepia toned light, like vaguely dim but overwhelmingly cluttered with stuff. And you can tell because the video is weirdly high definition that there is just piles of Carly Rae Jepsen paraphernalia in this room. Multiple copies of tour posters literally stapled, cascading on top of each other against one wall. Dozens of finals of the... Japanese release of emotion in a cubby to one side, which is also like holding up what seems to be a half-drunk cup of coffee and a half-eaten sandwich. Dozens of like in- printouts of interviews and like screenshots of YouTube videos of like random billboard red carpet stuff, just like all over the walls and on the bookshelves and cubbies of this room. As a young, short-haired woman enters the frame very suddenly from the left-hand side of the, the shot and goes, Okay, I don't have a lot of time. I reached out to all of you because I realized from some context clues on your social media posts that you seem to be the folks for the job that I wanted to run. So I'll be brief. Holly Tan, super fan. I know that the vault exists. Good news. The rumors are true and we know exactly where it is. Bad news. The rumors are true and we know where it is. It's actually on Whitney Ryder's train. And I have it on good authority that you all have the skills necessary to get on that train and retrieve it. So, here is what. I'm willing to pay you all one million credits each to just get it off the train however you need to and get it back to me at coordinates that I will send you in three days' time. I trust you all. I don't need to give you any more specifics. 
attached to this video, you will immediately be sending yourselves emails of train schematics and other necessary ephemera to get actually on the thing. I know that it's going to be very annoying. It's Whitney Ryder's train. We know exactly what it, how annoying it can be. But I'm sure that once we do the thing, it'll be well worth all of our whiles. So, yeah, that's the pitch, I guess. Nothing more to tell you. Toodles. And then the video closes. And then the tablet starts to catch fire. The guy, it, the, the guy from, the counter, uh, from behind the counter emerges from the kitchen very suddenly, smothers the tablet with a large silver pot, pulls it off of the table, and is kicking it on the floor all the way back into the kitchen, uh, cursing the entire time. You all then get pings on your phone with 50,000 credits. The schematics for the experimental hyperrail system that Whitney Ryder has named the Mr. Me Too, so named because whenever it leaves its first port of call every day, it plays music from the hip-hop duo clips very loudly on speakers that are attached to the walls, the outer walls of the actual train. Um, it's a very obnoxious train. And a hand-drawn sketch of the physical description of the contents of the Carly Rae Jepsen vault. But no indication of where on the train it might be stored. According to the schematics, there are two things that you do know at this moment. There is the very gentle way of getting on the Mr. Me Too, which is if you meet in Seattle, if you meet at a, a train station in Seattle for around 11.45 a.m., you can get on as a passenger, but a passenger seat on this train costs uh, 4,400 credits. Or you can essentially attempt to land on the top of this train at any point after it leaves that port of call, either by just like, falling on the roof before it gets into a tunnel or sliding into one of the back carriage windows before anyone else can see you. If you want to do this, this is a thing that you can essentially even tentatively do today if you wanted to just book it back, back down to the United States in an hour. So you're going in the easy way or the hard way? I don't think that it would be wise for us to be passengers. We don't want to be reflected in the headcount if they want to lock down the train for any reason. Well, I can handle any security. Physical, that is. If one of y'all can handle the uh, machinery, then maybe we don't mean, maybe we don't need to mind. I think I should be a passenger. I can get in and get everyone else in. Ooh-hoo. Let us in through the window of your private carriage? Naturally. Unless there's a better option. Kithrick doesn't say it. But they are delighted by how we have all just bought in. Humans are so much fun. Well, if okay. Got, well, if we've got our way in, then um, shall we get going? So Kithrick you buy- snip snaps their little mandibles in delight. Mandibles? This is going to be hilarious. 
So you buy this ticket under what name? She would purchase the ticket under the name. Let's see. She already has a bunch of burner names. So let's go with Alma Perez. You all show up at the train station. Alma, you see a very short line for the passenger coaches of this train. This train is weird and obnoxious and annoying. It looks like it looks like a, a bullet train, but it also looks like a skyscraper on its side. It is like the wheels on this train are platinum plated iron, but it also doesn't need wheels to travel. They're just there for decoration. The walls are painted gold and bronze. There is this very long, slim trend of windows going all across the the passenger coaches of this train, such that if you wanted to look outside, you really only have an inch and a half of the view outside to do that with. There are these large, obnoxious conical speakers jutting out of the corners of every carriage, pointing outward. They're not playing anything right now, but that's because we haven't taken off yet. You notice that everyone in front of you are like wealthy businessmen, influencers, models, actresses, and you get the impression that they're treating just being on this train like it's a vacation or a photo op and not like they're actually going anywhere. And as the line continues and you get up to the the security officer who uh, checks your ticket. He looks down, scans it. Have a wonderful day, Alma. I hope that you enjoy it on the Mr. Me Too. And leads you on to your private carriage because you essentially paid for the entire for the entire car by itself. At which point you can roll to see if you can make way for your friends to get on. Because you now have to do a thing to this window that is physically impossible. There is not enough width for a human to pass through this window. You will essentially need to break it. I feel like that means we need an alternative entry point, actually. That seems like a thing that we would have noticed, perhaps in pictures, for example. Uh (laughs) And been like, oh, no, this isn't going to work, actually. So instead, what she's going to do, as much as I hate to blow it early... She does have an auto-hack, and I think that what she is going to auto-hack into is uh, the train security system. So she wants basically access to cameras, door locks, essentially anything that is covered by the security system she wants in. You activate your auto-hack device, and you notice the physical properties of this car change. Hmm. It seemed when you entered, to just be an ordinary train car. Slim and cramped, but otherwise very ornate. And then when you trigger the auto-hack, it is now an 80-foot by 90-foot floor of a building. There are still beds in it, but now you notice that it has, instead of a small kitchenette specifically for this car, a whole kitchen space with granite countertop and two door, uh, the two French door fridge. You notice that there is a 
media station. All of a sudden, the windows that were cramped and and useless before are now expanded to the typical, at least vaguely, home size, such that if someone did want to pass through, they could essentially just maneuver that from within to open a space for somebody to just climb through this window. The three of you, from the outside, don't notice any of this. But you notice that you can see them as if you're looking through the ground floor window of a building. And you open it, and it seems as if there is enough space for them to pass through. The hmm. rest of you just see like a small box kind of open outside of the train. It, like two foot by two foot enough for you to climb in, but it doesn't look like a whole it doesn't look like remarkably spacious. It just looks like a, a little bit bigger than what the windows looked like when you were outside. But when you look through that hole, you see what Alma sees. A thing that should not be a train car. She makes sure that there are no security cameras currently pointed at them that would potentially notice anyone climbing into the train car from the outside window. I'll give you that the auto hack has disabled the cameras specifically for this interaction. Well, Glitch just stepped out of a monitor one day, so this doesn't seem especially out of order. So I'll just step on through. Here is the entrance we have been promised. Crawls through this window. is not the first window that Kithrick has slid through. This is fine. All right, everyone, uh, let's get set up and get ready to go. She uses her newfound security features to presumably there is not a big red X on a map showing where we were we are going to find our thing, but she is looking for a concentration of security features. Things like extra cameras or security locks, or if she's got access to the camera feeds, she's going to be looking for a concentration of guards, possibly, because presumably the item in question is more heavily guarded. We don't know that, but that's what she's looking for. Okay. So, you are on car nine of this unnecessarily large train. This train has uh, 51 cars on it, and half of them are shopping malls that move. That's how obnoxious this, this space is. But the thing that you know already is that the first five cars are heavily guarded. The first car is obviously the engine, which is moving on some proprietary energy technology that you aren't aware of. The second floor, the second car is the executive wing where Whitney Ryder himself and many of the higher level executives of his brand work and have their staff meetings in person and virtually and manage the several artists that they very regularly rip off because that's the kind of person that Whitney Ryder is. And cars three to th- three, four, and five are all meeting spaces, which are presently unoccupied except for staff. 
but also because storing hard copies of vital information on a train is very hard when all of your business happens in the first two cars of that train is mostly where a lot of private documents and Whitney Ryder's private property just so happens to be very idly stored in like large metal storage devices in spaces around that meeting room. So it is possible that if the vault is in this space, it could be in any one of those five cars, most likely in three to five, but not necessarily only there. So we still think smart money has them on three to five? Glitch asks. We do not know what format these are in, do we? Um, We could be looking for a very little chip. Or a big stack. There is a sketch of the very last time that the vault was seen in person, which has it stored in a 10-foot square obsidian-colored steel container, which leads people to presume that it is vinyls of physical masters of every every uh, song that Carly Rae Jepsen has recorded and unreleased with one vinyl per recording. So if I have the layout of the train right, we're in car nine right now. Mm-hmm. And the cars of interest are cars three to five. So we're basically going from the back of the train and we would have to move up the train mm-hmm. to get to three and five. Mm-hmm. Three, two, five, I guess. Brandon, um, I have a very important question. Yes. Which of these is the restaurant car or cafe car? There is a restaurant car, uh, four cars behind you. There isn't one be- closer to the executives? No. Whitney Ryder made a lot of decisions about this train. None of them are smart ones. We're in nine, the restaurant's in 13. Am I able to access any information about the other passengers on the train currently? I would like you to give me a roll for that. Oh, ho, ho. were we supposed to each have a separate number or does it not matter? Just for the, just we You're each expected numbers. to have a separate number. What is your number? Okay, so if I'm understanding the mechanics correctly, when we choose the number... The idea is that we want to have either a higher number or a lower number. Is that I have so if I'm better at swords, then I am supposed to pick a high number, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would... So then my number is five. <laughs> okay. And am I supposed to then roll under five in order to succeed on the challenge? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is your role again? Uh, if my role is five? No. What's oh, I'm the... sorry. What am I rolling at the present time? No. What is your What is your character's role? Oh, I'm sorry. Hacker. <laughs> Aha. Noted. Uh, so <laughs> you're an expert, so that means you get plus 1D. And it's obvious that this is, this is a, a, an action that you're taking like very patiently because you want to gather this information. I'm just going to say that you are prepared. So you'll be rolling 3d6. Yeah. I have Uh, essentially brought like a tablet kind of thing or a phone, some sort of object that I, with which I can interact easily with all of the different systems around me, something that it would make sense to 
just kind of backdoor into them and thus have access at, at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a 3d6 swords roll. Okay. All right. So I apparently have two successes, but I rolled a five and a three, but the five is not a success, correct? The five is... <laughs> when you roll your number... And let's let's read what the book says. says if you yeah, if ahead. you roll your number exactly on any one of the dice, you have cut to the feeling. You get a special insight into what's going on. Ask the GM a question, and they'll answer you honestly. There are draft questions in the uh, rule book, but you can ask me any question that you wish, and I must tell you the thing. Yeah. So at this point, even though the feeling questions are are very feel feely. Again, I'm trying to get information about who's on the train. And and the goal here is to better prepare us for what we're going to be encountering. And so I actually am going to use one of the questions, more or less, which is what should I be on the lookout for? Or perhaps more specifically, who should I be on the lookout for? Who should you be on the lookout for? Aha. So here's what I'll give you. One. Whitney Ryder is on the train, very obviously. And from the information that you've gleaned, you suspect that he's actually here. Like, the intel that you've gathered on the communication servers on the train itself inform you that in the last three months or so, Whitney Ryder has told his shareholders of his company that he was actually on vacation in Iceland since December, but he was actually communicating with his assistant and one of his friends about a series of trips to several locations in the U.S. and Latin America that coincide with locations that would have been on the So Nice tour but the day after those events would have taken place. Which is noteworthy because Carly was gone, so they cancelled the tour. So nothing happened in those venues anyway. So no one knows why he was there. But he was there, and he's been essentially following the first half of the So Nice Tour locations for some undiscernible reason, and has asked his assistant, and in fact paid his assistant a bonus three times as large as his actual annual pay to not let any of his, his execs know why that's happening. Also, there is a teenage pop singer named Minnie Blue on this train. Yes, that's a reference to a thing. See who, what you did there. <laughs> who is on this train on a very obvious alias. Like, you can tell that this document has been forged. And as you ping it, it immediately gives you all of Minnie Blue's personal information, because that's how good of a hacker you are. And that's noteworthy to you, because Whitney Ryder has personally orchestrated a for Minnie Blue's debut record deal to have fine print that gives him personal ownership of all of her masters. And she doesn't, have, she doesn't even have a record out. And you have no idea why she would be on this train. Because you know that the media knows that she thinks that this is bad and hates that she's in this deal and wants to get out of it. And you don't know where on the train she is. And with that, 
the train takes off. And you know that the train takes off, not just because you're moving, but because Pusha T's blocker is playing out, playing very loudly on the speakers outside. As you all move at remarkably breakneck speed, and you can tell when you feel the initial whiplash that pushes you forward. And then, as you start settling in motion, it feels like you're not moving at all. Like, the momentum of this train is so fluid that you can't even really tell that you're on a train anymore. But you can just, like, vaguely see the train station and then piles of trees and houses move at top speed past you. And that's where we're going to take a very quick break. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.